what's going on, everyone? This is the Millennial Third Eye, and thank you for listening to this recorded or live podcast of this episode with my good friend Karen Spear. We're going to be talking about childhood to light being and all that fun stuff in between. What's going on, Karen? How are you doing? Not much, Joe. Doing well. Happy to be here. I am always in. I think we like we talk all the time, but we don't really have like this, this deep conversation that I love deep convos like this. Like I'm so excited and I'm seeing where this goes, but. So, let's talk about childhood. Let's talk about spirituality. Let's talk about where you are today. But before we get into today, we got to know, like, how is spiritual and light being and all this stuff you love so much and learn about yourself today? Where did it start when you were a kid? Like, who were you as a kid? Um, when I was a kid, I mean, I grew up in a Christian home, very religious mm. home. Um, I had a pretty mm. good upbringing, I think. But um, becoming spiritually aware and having a religious background was a little bit challenging. <laughs> I'm sure right. for everyone. No, but overall, I think my childhood was amazing. Like I don't, I don't look back with any kind of regret of how I was raised. I know everything, you know, it served for a purpose and a reason to lead me to where I am today. So, I mean, mm-hmm. in the past, of course, we can look back at childhood experiences, and it's easy to place blame or hold resentment, you know, but now today, you know, absolutely not. Everything happens for a reason. Those experience, mm-hmm. experiences shaped me and got me to where I am. So no regrets. How, how did you go through it though? Like, cause I, I have those moments myself where as I'm getting older, I, I find it more at ease of like learning. Some of them is like annoying, but um, those moments where you have to define yourself and like moments with family members and, and like fighting for who you really are and those moments. So like, what was that like for you? Was there any specific memory that you remember that you had to release a fear of something as you, when you were younger to go forward? And- the biggest thing for me, the biggest decision that I had to make for me was that I didn't have to accept others' beliefs as my own. And when I was raised, you know, in a Christian home and, you know, going to church and everything, I felt it was not okay to question things. And I, I mean, I know I internally accepted that myself, but I just really, really did not believe that I had a choice about what I believed for many years. So that Mm -hmm. was life-changing for me whenever I learned that I had a choice about what I believed and that, I got to decide that, you know. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I um, yeah, no, absolutely. I grew up kind of in a similar. We all have similarities and differences in unique ways. So, like, <clears throat> I grew up in the Catholic religion, and and also Santeria. Like, I'm a Santero, but so it kind of got a little weird throughout the years. It's like, and also spirituality, but for the more so, like what you're talking about on a on the on that level. I didn't get that till like later on in life, honestly, like the past couple of years. So what I want to ask you though, is so was there things that you didn't know why you did or thought that way? And later on you, you just understood it on a bigger complex level or was it so like you already just understood it at that age? Like you don't have to take that on from other people. No, it came later. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it came with the realization that I create my reality if that makes sense. Right. Like I yeah, um, always, I had the belief that things were happening to me, that 
you know, some things were fair, some things were unfair. Um, but, you know, everything was happening to me, that it was just some, you know, everything happened just by chance, and I was reacting to what was happening, you know what I'm saying? Right. Instead of realizing yeah. that I'm an active participant in in what's happening, if that makes any that, sense. Yeah, it all for, like, me and you, like, we're talking, just me and you, like, it makes sense to me, like, I'm sure a lot of people, this is why I love talking about stuff, to give it in a different perspective so people can be like, you know, oh, that's what that's what that is. And I think one of those big topics, and I think we should we could go into it now, is dimensionally understanding it. And so when someone used to say dimensions to me, it would be like, whoa, <laughs> where is that door? Yeah. And what I'm understanding now is dimensions are where you're coming from consciously at the same time and so much more, but being able to break it down in layers. So if I'm looking at something on a, on a 3d level, that's our form, right? We're in the 3d and I started to look back on things and everything comes in layers. So even our past situations and uh, so I look at it as as a layer to give us understanding to the 5d. And I don't know if that's going to make sense to a lot of people. So for me, what we're talking about as a kid, like, all right, so you were conscious but unconscious about it. And later on you got it. And those life experiences were no coincidence to help you learn. And everyone has that pathway of learning. And I think yeah, I love talking to you about all this stuff because you go deep into things like maybe I don't know yet and you could teach me. And then I could talk about stuff that you don't know yet. But we, um, your energy is like super, it lifts me up. <laughs> so, yeah. Because for everyone like listening, when we hung out last time when I was going across the country, um, we hung out and like my, I was, every time was like getting a, a thought and she would answer it. And I couldn't even like keep, I was just getting connected to source and just like rapid. Cause, but that was your energy yeah. working with mine and helped me out and lift me. So, um, Another to go back thing to childhood, that pops out from childhood yeah, with me, Joe, that I would love yeah. your opinion about is I, I always had a ton of energy as a child. I was very happy. Mm-hmm. I was very go, go, go. And I remember a lot of the adults in my life calming me down. You know, you don't need to get so excited. You need to be proper. You need to be, you know, this way or that way. And now that I'm Uh older, you know, I'm having to pull that girl back out. Like I feel like I shushed Uh her for so long because of others' expectations. You know, Uh I didn't allow her to bounce off the walls and get excited. You know, I reined it in. And now what – I feel like as an adult is that childhood excitement is, you know, now I'm having to re-tap into that, you know what I'm saying, and bring that forward. And I know that that inner child excitement helps our manifestation game, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And I honestly missed her. Like I missed little excited Karen, and I kind of felt bad that I allowed people to you know tell her to you know sit down and be quiet and don't get excited and you can't have everything there's there's people less fortunate but you know now I'm really excited that you know that I am there for her today mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah no I, I'm getting that so what is um what because this can go in so many different ways and I get excited to, to explain it and help people but um, so what, what is it that you want 
kind of a, more of an understanding with that from your childhood. That's actually a cool topic to add to this childhood self and today's yeah. today's self I guess and just working with really that. Really about I don't know. Now I'm a parent. You know what I mean? And okay. And I'm sure I'll be a grandparent soon. Not really soon. I'm not saying that, <laughs> but you know, in the future I'll be a grandparent. And I just Divine want time. you know. I don't want to continue the cycle of, you know, of shushing the children. And I also have another belief now, you know, that I used to believe that it was the adult's job to train the child. You know, you teach them right and wrong and you do all of this. And there is some truth in that. But I also believe equally that the children are here to teach us, that we can learn from Mm -hmm. them, that we can, you know, learn from their unconditional love learn from their acceptance of everyone. And I am now, you know, eagerly wanting to hang out with kids and younger people because I know that they're, you know, fresh here on earth and they haven't been, you know, (laughs) had others believe and shoved down their throat. And I'm like, you just got here. Tell me what you know. I I don't know. I, not that it's like I don't take this the wrong way. I was I was thinking about it in my head when you said that. You're like, yo, you're so cool. Are you like fresh, new from to earth? Like, cause your energy's awesome. But like, no, I get what you're saying. So, since we're we're talking about light being side today, and I don't often dip into it, and I really should, cause I do it more so. I guess if you think about this, there is the ancestral lineage. That's everyone in your bloodline as a human being. That on this so many. Earth, right? <laughs> so picture that line behind you, and then look at it and look at your view above, because you're a star seed, you're a light being. So you come down to experience Earth, and you're born here. So there is the lineage here, but also the lineage above. So this is where the human light being connection source, all that comes really into together to this um, experience. Does that make sense? And then um, we're all to go deeper into you know, the realization that right. we're all connected and we're all on the same team. But to go into the childhood aspect would be to remember your childhood self because you're being you're born into the planet, right? And then your your authentic self is still a child. But when we look up to other adults, it's almost like a psychological explanation of what we should do or shouldn't do and how to behave and how not to behave because we're also being controlled in a way because we're kids. And so they only know what they know to give to us. So there's this pattern that happens. And so how people are treated as a kid, what they've gone through will psychologically create their reality without knowing. So that could be in different avenues, positive, negative. And so what you're talking about is, you're noticing the root of your child self and your child self just wants to be free. Wants to be like free. But the mind is saying, no, remember when you were told as a kid, like you can't do that. And so they only knew what they were trying their best to raise the kids at that time and their best for themselves. And so you, you took that on subliminally. And so what you're saying too is I don't want to continue that cycle on to the generations with my family from what, I just need to end from my past. And that's where you shadow work right. and go, okay, like where's the emotional blockage? Because what, what also happens to complete that is 
we just want to be our authentic selves the whole lifetime. And a lot of people don't know that. We just so want to be self, it's okay to be our authentic self. That's how I feel. Yeah. Like, I, I think when Absolutely. we're a child, we're, we're not told that it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. we're trained with well intentions that, you know, this is what's expected of you and this is how things are. And, you know, our, bless our children's hearts. They're born into a world that doesn't exist anymore. The past is gone. The only thing is now and the future. And so I just think it's crazy to mm-hmm. raise children into a world that no longer exists. Right. Right. Do you hear what you said, though? Yeah. Raise a child into a world that no longer exists. So it's New Earth, too. It's like, what's up? <laughs> right. Um, I noticed, too, like, it's really interesting how over the years, and this is what I wanted to ask you next, like how when you can look back in time and your childhood self and the patterns that you discovered. So, for example, for me, I had no idea, like, why I did this. And it's like I actually had a moment to ask myself when I was younger. I was like, why do I even do this? (laughs) And it's a good thing, but why? So I wasn't awake yet. But when I was younger, I started to notice the patterns of how I was – so observative of the relationships I had with people. Like if it didn't go well and I like had to stop and think about it finally and breathe and like, what did I learn from them? And I, one day I caught myself, I was like, this is cool. It's positive. Like, why do I think this way? And now, I'm, now that I'm looking back at it, I understand, but did you ever experience that? Yeah. I mean, I know now looking back that my actions were seeking approval from others. You know, through, you know, if you're a good girl, you get a reward. If you're a bad girl, you might get disciplined. So I was seeking approval, and I was not, Mm. and I was seeking it from others instead of seeking it internally from that source part of me who was constantly approving and loving of me. And so it's never a good idea to get your validation and approval from others. And unfortunately, we all learn that in our own time. You know, but looking back now, you know, now that I'm aware and, and I know who I am and, and I know how to connect with the source part of me and I know that, that God's source is constantly just loving and approving of me, it, you know, you can either connect into that approval or mm-hmm. <laughs> waste your time, you know, trying to jump through hoops to get approval from others and for me, that's what it was. Like, I just wanted approval and love from others, and I didn't really know yet how to give that to myself. That's a big, like, that's one of the big things that I learned. Like, when you get that actual realization, it's like, it's a big release. And I, yes. I want everyone to have that mm-hmm. moment. And it's a difficult thing because oh there's gosh. that 3D version of you. It's like, what happens if this happens? And, da, 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 da. and you're like, you, that moment I realized, why am I pleasing people? I don't even think I fully realized at the moment I was starting to put the, the pieces to my choice because I got so fed up. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of dealing with I just realized it on a smaller scale. And once I finally was realizing right. the emotion that I had, the happiness, and I went, wow, this is, this is enlightenment, you know? So <clears throat> I realized that <laughs> right. it's a big deal. So to be able to put those pieces together, you can be more aware of your childhood, especially like what we go through in the sense of pleasing people and we're pleasing the parents when we're younger and then we wind up pleasing people because we don't realize we're not loving ourselves. And that's like one of the biggest things. The biggest thing, Brent. I think it's the biggest thing. 
religion too, like what, and this is, I want your opinion on this, <clears throat> excuse me, is that religion, and I love everyone. I'm not, I'm not against anyone's belief. Yeah. Like there's certain people that like, they believe in some negative stuff, but I'm not, all right, love to you too. But um, I noticed that it separated a lot of people. Like you start to see things on a huge scale. Yeah. Like this is dividing. It's only division. So even sports, which is cool. You know, we still yeah. need to have fun, but <clears throat> I need a drink. <laughs> it gets to the point where like Go people just take it the wrong way and they just separate more people. And so for me, like, well, I think I the biggest have, thing uh, for me with religious was mm. I believed for so long that I was a sinner and uh, how in the world could you love yourself if you thought you were a sinner? Mm-hmm. I mean, I just believed that for so long. I, I never realized that I am force energy here in a physical body. And I'm telling you, it took 40 years to um, learn how to love myself and to shift that you know, self-esteem from the self-esteem of a sinner to the self-esteem of source energy, you know. You know but that's a hard too? thing to get around. <laughs> See what? Yeah. But what's trippy too is when I started to be aware, and I want your like, I want you to tell me something about this because I know you got something. But when I started to be more aware of like television and how like the subliminal messages were like so much more than what you're watching, I'm going, oh my god, mm-hmm. like, they're subliminally mind mind people because they know that they're not awake yet because they keep trying to keep them down. So then, then there's yeah. that too, like, and then we're attracted to things like that we're not even aware why we're attracted to them in the first place. Like, I don't right. know, popcorn. Like, you, did you My just, like, watch it? On it is, yeah, I had a basketball coach that used to say this, and I never really understood it. And when he was saying it, he was talking about the music I was listening to, you know. But he uh, would always say, um, garbage in, garbage out. And today that makes so much sense to me, <laughs> you know. Like if you're watching uh, negative things or you're reading negative things and you're, and you're, and you're taking in, you know, even if you don't mean, you know, even watching TV, the message that's coming across, you let garbage in, garbage is going to come out of your mouth and garbage is going to come out of your actions. And so I'm very protective of what I allow, you know, in my energy. You know what I'm saying? I never watch Like never, like, no, no, no. No what lower I, um, vibration. <laughs> my uh, my godfather, my original godfather, at one point, like he was giving me a reading, and this is like I'm just, I don't want people to take this the wrong way. Like this is like one of the things he said. It's like a proverb, but through the reading, told me like when I was younger, and it was actually like I didn't get it then, just like how you said. I felt very kind of offended. In my mind, I was kind of yeah. going, "Well, you don't even know my friend." <laughs> but he oh, says yeah. the proverb. Proverb was, if you hang around shit, you become shit. And I didn't get that. I was very, like, upset because my head yeah. wasn't in the right place. And now I'm looking back and uh-huh. Yeah, it's uh, it's true. And it's still... And you know what else I noticed? My... Is when you What's that? notice, when you look around, you know, when you said, like, if you hang around shit, you know, you'll get some shit on you. It's interesting to think about how you felt about yourself when we were in those situations. Because normally... It always, Joe, seems to come back to, you know, self-worth 
and how we feel about ourselves. And usually when yeah. I'm not loving myself, I tend to be in those lower vibrational circles and, you know, allowing garbage in. So, I mean, right. all, I think, you know, when we grow and, I mean, I, my ego is just like, well, I don't know if yours was, but my ego was definitely front and center when I was a teenager. And so mm-hmm. absolutely when someone says don't do something, you're like, oh, I'll show you. But you never stop to consider, is this what's best for Karen, you know? Right. We're not we're not conditioned yet to know and understand, like... Right. Yeah, absolutely. My ego is all... <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can remember looking back at times. It was like, that's why I thought... Um, I, was, I was thinking about how someone in my life was narcissistic, and I went, well, wait a second. If this is what the signs of narcissism was, like, yeah, I was once narcissistic too then. And you know why? Because I was also right. probably around narcissistic people, and so there's, like, a lot of mirroring when... One of the, one of the, mm-hmm. I keep, I, that's like one of my things I say, one of the things and the other thing, the one, <laughs> but the combination yeah. with this was noticing that throughout this like generation of advertising and messages, if we're not aware of that, we are the manifestors and like the big companies are creating something super negative, And then you, in your mind at home will be like, Oh my God, the weather is going to be horrible. And, so we're actually like participating in creating realities, and it's like, right. oh, wait, I mean, there's no, I'm, a I billion dollar industry that tells people they're not good enough. You know, buy this product, buy this pill, do take this surgery, blah blah blah, because you're not good enough. <laughs> you know, it's been right crammed in our, in our like, brains since commerce began. <laughs> <laughs> Rap music, like I, I'm listening to older songs and certain things. I'm like, oh, they're legit saying <laughs> out loud. Like, what was one of them? I forget. It was like they're literally saying out loud about their certain emotions and what they're trying to get people to do. And like, oh my god, <laughs> it's crazy. right? But, and, um, you know, they also, I believe, you know, mainstream, you know, media or whatever glorifies men not having feelings. You know, you have to be a strong, tough man, and you don't cry, and you don't oh, do this. Oh, for sure. You know, that's just, that's teaching people, you know, crap. Like, that's not true. All humans have mm-hmm. feelings, men and women. Yes. And it's completely okay, and don't let anybody tell you it's not okay, <laughs> ever. I, um... I don't know like how this can relate. It's just in my mind because I watched it last night, and I have never, I've never seen the movie Risky Business, and I know it's like like an interesting topic to add to this, but I haven't seen it, and, Joe. All right, so Tom Cruise is like a younger, younger teen. He's in high school still, or one of his, he's in school, and his parents go away, and so he like has like some a lot of reckless decisions, and his friend gets him to like call a, a girl over and she's like a prostitute and all this other stuff. So long story short, they like take his stuff and he has to get it back before his parents get home. But in the beginning, um, it's all about like capitalism because it's like, what side do you want? Are you, are you, do you want to help people or do you just want to make money? And, um, right. So he makes all, it's it's this message behind it. And I was like, wow, not everyone's going to get that. (laughs) Right. But, you you mentioned um you mentioned the topic of insecurities and self doubt and how that really plays a part in law of attraction. That's what that is. And 
self-love is not something I grew up understanding either because through the majority of my like my life is the pleasures of materials and not being understanding of gratefulness and not realizing not realizing overall that the things that I had issues with and I was upset about was my own self and insecurities that sabotaged my job and my happiness. So yeah, I actually had a hard time accepting that actually because um because you realize it later on you go well why couldn't I have not understood this then why did I have to go through it and I think and I want your opinion on maybe like how you went through it or what you experienced through that because. I finally got to the point where I said, well, look, if everything happens for a reason, then if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be able to understand it now. And there's all this ripple effect. So I guess putting right. it together made me feel like more at ease. Yeah. Well, my insecurities came from, number one, I thought I had a vision of God as like this principle in the sky that was taking score of my every action, you know, that he was just judging me. And so not only did I have that perception, but I, Karen, would also judge me for every single thing, you know. And that, you know, you know, well, I'm not good enough or nobody loves me. Judge, judge, judge. You did this wrong. You should have done this better. I can't believe you did that. And I just got really used to judging myself and putting myself down. And it's because I had the false belief that, you know, there was some principle up in the sky judging me. And whenever I learned that, you know, force is only love, only loving and approving. When I wrapped my head around that, and when I wrapped my head around judgment is a human thing, not a divine thing. It is only a human thing. And once I accepted that nobody was judging me but me, it was, mm. that was the first step for me. And then the second was, you know, when those thoughts came, you know, I actually meditation probably helped me. When I started meditating, I was able to notice, my, observe my thoughts instead of just accept them and allow them to stay. And so now mm. when those self-sabotaging thoughts mm. come, I, I'll pause and and see, you know, where's that coming from? Is it true? Do I agree with it? And then either, you know, release it or if it's something great, you know, throw some gas and momentum on that and get it going. But it was always a judgment thing for me. I, always, I was always judging myself constantly. I was like the worst person that beat up Karen <laughs> for no reason. Well, yeah. It's insane. You, you, you hear you know, people say like, you're back, your own worst enemy. And then that's then yeah. like, yeah, uh, yeah, it definitely was. <laughs> Absolutely was. You know, I had a, I had a what really hard you? time just unplugging and understanding that what you just explained on questioning, like, is it mine? where did it come from, where to, how, like backtracking. I had a really hard time with that because I was, I was stuck in this third-dimensional thinking of if I'm upset, then I'm upset, and still right. stuck in not realizing I'm in control of that and where to come from. And I had no idea, like, there was more to it than I understood yet. And plugging pieces together to fill in my like, insecurities with learning and, 
So I was constantly yeah. feeling out of place because I would say like, you, you, we could be talking about colors right now and you can tell me like, Joe, I painted my room blue. And since let's say I'm insecure about something, I'll be like, did Karen just insult me about my colors in my room? Like how my, my, my paint looks like, so I would just assume shit and not realize right. like, I'm doing that to myself. And she's, Karen's just talking right. about paint. <laughs> like, <laughs> And you know what helps me with that, Joe, about noticing which thoughts, you know, I wanted to allow to stay is you listen to Abraham, right? Yeah. Abraham Hicks. Yeah. And you know about the emotional Ooh. guidance system, right? I don't remember all of it, but she did help me out a lot with a lot of stuff. But talk about it. Uh, well, the emotional guidance system has been life changing for me. And life. how she explains it is that your emotions are for you they're a they're like a gps system to let you know if what you're thinking in that moment is alignment is in alignment with your higher self so when you feel positive emotion you know whatever you're thinking is in alignment with your higher self and whenever you feel negative emotion for me i know what that that means in that moment whatever i am thinking in that moment, my higher self does not agree with. So say, you know, someone hurts your feelings or they say, you know, you're so stupid. Well, old Karen would be like, that person called me stupid and now I feel bad because of it and I'm going to blame them. Well, Karen that uses the emotional guidance system now knows when someone calls me stupid and I feel that initial negative emotion, you know, what that tells me is that, I've eternally agreed with their words and that the higher self inside of me is thinking the exact opposite of me. When I feel negative emotion, I know my higher self is not thinking the same thing that I'm thinking and not agreeing with the words that I'm hearing. And so when I feel that negative emotion, it's an instant check for me. Like I'm like, Ooh, what's that? You know, I know that I can't be that if I'm feeling this way, I'm not in agreement with my higher self. And in that moment, I have a choice. And it's amazing. I mean, it's not fast at first. Like when you start this product, you start utilizing all the tools that you've used, it's not easy at first. Like you can get upset and let the momentum get away from you, and you're just like, oh, I guess I let that, you know, run. Oh, well. But when you start catching it early, oh, my gosh, Joe, I can shift something within a matter of minutes, something that I would have been mad about for days you know, is now I'm able mm-hmm. to shift in a matter of minutes because I know it's no one else but me. No one else can control the way I feel. No one else can make me agree with their word. No one else has the power to make me feel like crap except me. And holy, take your power back. That was the moment for me when I was like, oh, everyone else, you're off the hook. I'm responsible for how I feel. You know, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just away we go. What, um, yeah. See, these are all the connections that I loved. I was like really having fun with. And, and in the beginning, I'd be like, oh my God, my, like you, you learned to trust your intuition. And that was one of the things that Abraham, like I, I know what you meant later on when you explained it, because that's what I tell people too, is that that's how you really start to trust your own intuition. Because if you make a decision, that's really good. And you, you felt it before, and you're like, I want that. And you actually just accept it. 
you're more in line with your five-dimensional higher self, right? And then when you make right. something that you know is a bad choice, you didn't want to do it in the beginning and you did it anyway, of course it's going to tell you, like, all right, you're going down. But you, what you were talking about, too, was um, how your higher self just trying to signal to you. I like that, that point of view. And yeah. to kind of bring this forward, one of the recent things that I'm learning and still kind of remembering to put into that's another thing, putting it into practice, learning it, and then implicating it. So I'm learning that the emotions sometimes are just the, like we have to speak our truth too. And deciphering, mm-hmm. w- stating the mood we're in and being aware of it first and then converting it into, all right, so where is it coming from? Is it my thoughts? Right. Is it this someone, someone else's energy? Because we can only understand that until we start to unplug it to layers of, all right, so now that I understand this, is it mine or not? And I come to the realization right. now recently that sometimes it's just the emotions we hold inside that we need to just speak our truth on. Yeah. And it's hard because I don't want to upset people. Like, so what would you, like, all right, so what would you do if someone just, you need to speak your truth, right? But you don't want to use the, anything that was going to hurt their feelings. Ooh, so no, what are you going to do? We're going to disagree here, friend. I mean, I love okay, you, but... Okay, no, that's cool. Yeah, okay. It just all kind of... When you're like, you have to speak your truth or you need to speak your truth, do you really need to speak your truth to that person that's that's not understanding you? Like, mm-hmm. I, I have learned... I mean, before... I don't know. Like, I used to feel like my side of the story needed to be heard. I really did. I was like, that's not true. Here's my side, yada, yada, yada. But now my peace and my energy are way more important than getting Mm -hmm. my point across to someone who's not going to understand it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. So, I I mean, you you have to speak your truth to yourself, you know, to your belief system, how you feel about you, like, you know, you know, speak, speak your truth and speak your truth, you know, when you're, when you're talking, but I think there's a difference between speaking your truth and trying to convince or trying to make someone see your side or convince someone of your side. Mm. Like to me, I would dig deeper. Like what is in, in me that needs them to understand me? Like, why do I care? Like, and then work through that. But I, you know, mm. I mean, I used to be the worst, Joe. I don't, don't think this, ha- this is, you know, oh my gosh, I used to speak first and think about it later. You know, when the ego <laughs> was front and center, I just reacted like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, hell no, this is how it really went down and yada, yada, yada. But whenever I'm in that energy now, I know no matter what, no matter if it's true, if I'm still in that energy, I'm going to attract more experiences to me that I'm going to have to explain in that negative lower vibration. And, you know, oh. no thanks. So I just choose to keep my energy and speak my truth. And if they want to tell me two plus two is five, you're right, friend. Like, two plus two is wait, five wait, wait. to you, and so that's I what like it is. I like what you said. I like how you said, and I, I want you to go back to that. If you, ah, if you are in the, um, the low vibrational energy of thinking about having to say something, you're going to attract more of the similar situation and you don't want to be in that energy. Talk more about that. Cause that's right. really like a cool and true point. It's just, well, okay, so, I mean, yeah, go ahead. For example, 
every single person will read something on Facebook that they don't agree with. Every mm-hmm. single person, like every single day, you can are almost guaranteed that you're going to come across someone who has a different opinion than you. So, I mean, you have a couple of options when that happens. Number one, you can judge it, which is never good, you know, or you can let it bother you and, and feel like there's a right and wrong and you need to express your position, or you can just read it, decide that you're going to continue to believe what you believe, and just scroll on, you know. That's the way I feel. Like, I feel like if you were to hop on a post that you disagree with and say, well, I think, blah, 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 blah. You're opening the door for mm-hmm. arguing. Mm-hmm. And when you open the door for arguing, arguing is definitely a negative lower vibration like it has to be, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when you open the door for that and you engage in it, you're asking for more of it, you know. And so do you really want to see 15 more posts about the same thing that you disagree with and get in an argument about all of it or do you just want to keep your peace and, you know, scroll on? Mm. So is that is that why you think, like, sometimes situations will come up? Like, one person is, like, has been so depressed for, like, a long time, hypothetically, and, like, they don't speak about anything to themselves. They just keep, like, staying internal. And then, like, some, some situation arises, and it's, like, so childish, and they just start getting at each other. And you're like, whoa, why is this person, like, lashing their ego out? Like, what are they insecure about? Is that why, like, what do you think are, like, rel- uh, relevant to that? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to follow. Is there looking for that? When people are depressed, it's, you know, it's the momentum, okay? It's how much momentum do you have on, on a topic? How much momentum do you have with this feeling? Like, have you been depressed for five minutes or have you been depressed for five months? Like, it matters mm. how much momentum you have behind a belief, whether that mm. belief is I'm depressed, whether that belief is I'm healthy and I'm thriving, whether that belief is nothing good ever happens for me, but it happens for everyone else. You have your beliefs are just thoughts you continue to think. And the more you think them, the more momentum you give them. And so you're not ever going to just stop and shift your tracks and turn around and start thinking something else. So for me, you, you know, the first thing to do is to learn to stop your thought. Like, I really think that that's the most important thing, to to be the observer of your thoughts instead of thinking that your thoughts are who you are. You know, and I feel for people who are depressed, like, it's a real thing. And, you know, and I have close friends that are depressed. And, and to me, mm-hmm. looking from the outside in, I'm like, gosh, they have so much momentum going behind that story. And I really right. wish that they would choose something different for themselves. But I know that they have so much momentum that has kept them where they are now that it's, it's a gradual shift, you know. It's a, grad, a gradual shift of, you know, getting up and going for a walk or, or saying I'm going to take five minutes in the morning and I'm going to focus on something good instead of pick up all my depressive thoughts from the day before. You know, it's just it starts small, but the more the more you think a thought, a positive thought, the more you start doing actions that are positive for you, 
those will start to gain momentum as well. And when mm-hmm. those gain momentum and that becomes your natural state of being, those negative lower vibrations last, you know, not very long. They feel so uncomfortable now that I can't even bear to dip my toe in that today, you know. Right. But it's just all about right. recognizing your momentum and 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 making a decision that, you know what, I'm tired of thinking this way. And you don't have to. You don't have to think that way. It's okay to love yourself. You know, it's okay to, to think positive about you. And it, one thing that helped me also was about, you know, we we're talking about learning to love yourself. Well, it's really hard to love yourself because you know everything about you. And you've been judging you for a long time. So it was easier for me to just look for things to love in general in the beginning. You know, like I love seeing that mom walk down the street with her son or I loved watching someone, you know, pay it forward here. Or I love this, you know, sunrise or the air or whatever. If you start training your mind to look for things to love, even in general, it helps get you, you know, more used to looking for the positive aspects. And then you can shift that, you know, to yourself. But normally it's the hardest, you know, in the beginning. In the beginning, I had to just go general. I had to just start looking for things to love. And you might think this is funny, Joe, but I literally, Mm -hmm. like, I've been to Abraham twice, been in the hot seat a few times. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And when I was coming back, when I was coming back, I was driving down the road, and every single person that I saw on the road, I like pointed out, I'm like Oprah, like you get wellness, and you get wellness, and you get love, and you get love, and it just and it just gets you into, you know, like you might think I'm crazy, but that's a blast, and I know that counts yeah. after here. I know after here when I leave and I'm in my life review. They're going to be like, oh, you sent that person love, and this is the ripple effect it had in the universe, you know? And so I'm cool. all, I just want to see all of those things. I want to see all of those ripples of love. Like I've, I have 40 years of, of karmic ripples that I'm going to have to deal with, but no more. Like I'm not putting any more negative stuff out in the universe. Like I feel like it's so vital right now, especially with the state of the the planet and people's vibration that look for things to love and appreciate. Like, I know it's hard to with everyone constantly telling you what's wrong, but it's your decision. You know, you can throw love around like Oprah if you want to, when you drive to work, it's completely your decision. Hmm. Yes. I think, well, what I wanted to ask you was what was like some experiences that you've had where, so for me, like my my soul awakening was very freaky, and it, it triggered everything to kind of like spiral out into rediscovering my, like myself and who I really am. But one of them was like being mindful. Like I was mindful for a long time, and all of a sudden, boom! Like this, these life events are having me to look within to follow my own destiny type of thing. And so I start to have fun with it, and that's where I start to realize, like you're talking about focusing on it to understand it to break it down to stop doing that and there's still things i have to do to learn that it's it's not easy but the unplugging part of that to me is understanding right. that and another I another wasn't thing like for me before. with the spiritual awakening thing that you were talking about what was an aha moment for me well 
in my past, I did not feel connected to anything. Like I did not feel connected to other people. I didn't feel connected to nature or animals. Like for me, it was just like, oh, there's a tree or, oh, there's a bird. Like I, I did not feel any kind of connection. And now, I mean, I know that, you know, Mother Earth and the plants and trees and the animals here and the other humans, we are all from the same source. We all have that spark of consciousness in it, and we are all connected. And so that was very, I I felt that was a big part of my spiritual awakening is, and, and not feeling so alone was knowing that, you know, I, I do feel connected to everything today. You know, I feel gratitude for our planet. I feel gratitude for, you know, Mother Nature and, and animals and other humans because I know that we're all part of the same, you know, source energy and that, you know, everyone has consciousness and and everyone is love at their core. And so when you, you know, when I could step out of the 3D, Karen, and look at the soul spiritual part of we're all connected, Karen. That mm-hmm. helps shift me to, you know, I don't know what's the right word, but it was definitely a huge part of my awakening when mm. I became awake. I was like, oh my gosh, I was not connected to anything. I was so mean to the earth, and I didn't know any better. Like I was just <laughs> not. I was so lost and so caught up in the dream of the planet and the 3D, you know, matrix that we got going on here. (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally, like, I don't know everything, but I get where you're going with a lot of stuff. And I'm having still, like, there's times where, again, like, in order for me to get there, I have to go through my own experience to break it down. But one of the things that I'm still learning, and this is more so recent, is, using the obstacles as the lessons and then breaking it down. So the human version to go again, like you said, 3d um, has to remember like to see things and break it down and be patient enough to love myself. to look at it in a higher kind. So I keep going back to these like obstacles and they're like, Hey, remember when you forget about your spiritual practices and then you get stuck in like a little, low, low vibrational emotion. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And like, are you going to work on that today or no? And I'm going, no. Free <laughs> <laughs> <you> will, baby. <laughs> so, but then there's days where I feel so, so great, right? And the, we're working to end duality to stay there and never to have to really go back down. We just, we're just more aware. And I still have those days where I go down and go back up. And then some people have a really hard time with that. I, I come across people that are still super stuck in 3D where, they're still stuck in this negative cycle of um, being a super bully to themselves. And I'm like, I'm miserable. I suck. And I'm like, why are you doing that to yourself? Yeah, and it's so just sad. breaking that down. And what is something it's that you – It's because it's um, familiar. That's what I think. Familiar. Absolutely. You know, people don't want to do that. People don't want to beat themselves right. up and want to put themselves down, but it becomes such a familiar thing to do. I mean, if you'll notice, it doesn't feel good. So your emotions are talking to you. Your higher self is trying to talk to you, you know, and let you know, hey, we think differently of you and we love you so much. But it's so familiar that, you know, it's just a practice thing. And um, 
you just, it all starts with how do you want to feel? Like you have to decide that you want to feel good and you have to decide mm-hmm. that, that you're worthy of feeling good. And I mean, I, I don't have the magic formula. Like I think it's different for every, everyone, but the biggest thing I think is that, you know, all feelings are okay. You know, they're all okay. And I know that all tears are healing. So if you need to cry, cry it out. Like I feel like that's all healing. But you can't, I mean, you can, can't sit in your crap. You know what I'm saying? Like at some point you got to decide that you want to stand up and move. I mean, you have the free will to stay there as long as you want to. But just know, like if I were talking to a depressed person, I would just say just know that it's nothing more than your momentum and that, um, you just have a lot of of momentum behind this thought and and in just a short time you can decide you want to think differently and and if you can just do that one day at a time before you know it it'll start gaining momentum for you you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying absolutely absolutely well, what's where you focus your energy and that's something i teach for manifesting yeah. and i like to learn more about like wherever you're putting your energy you're creating your reality and you're manifesting or you're putting that thought and emotion. And so, and the more you learn, so it's pretty wild. The more you learn about all this and it comes together, it comes together, it comes together. It's just, Oh, I'm more faster. Like the minute you, the minute you decide that you want to start seeking something different, you'll be amazed at how the universe will deliver. Like just make, if you make a decision, like if you just make a decision, I want to feel better. And you say that out loud, I want to feel better universe. Like, you know, like it's powerful. <laughs> like I think it's just more powerful than people think. I, it is. And again, I think it's also the belief. Uh, if you believe in yourself yeah. enough and you're going to put that energy into it. Cause like you were mentioning before when someone would talk about it and they would put that momentum on it. And when I felt that from you, I was thinking more so like, that belief and energy that like, they, they're like, they really did this to me and they're just, and then they'll talk about that story again and revisit the, the same memory with the, the emotion. <laughs> so it's like this portal door, but it's that um, momentum waiting for them. Like that's, that's why, like when I first started becoming aware of my emotions and how I felt, um, you know, the positive things, they don't have that much momentum. They're waiting for you. Like you have to build that. But the minute somebody wrongs you or you feel humiliated, you have all of that, all your past wrongs, all the, you know, all the times that you thought that before, just they're waiting, you know, your ego, just they're waiting to hand it to you. Oh, yeah, remember this, we were mad about this. Remember this, we were mad about this. You know, so, I mean, it feels powerful. Like, to me, like, whenever I feel a negative emotion, it feels very strong, you know, which is good for me now because now I know to pause and shift it. But in the beginning, I was like, man, why, you know, why am I so upset? Why am I so mad at something that was, seemed it seemed insignificant but like you said when you dig deeper whenever it when you thought it was insignificant and you felt wronged you had all of your past and all those other wrongdoings that you just picked up that momentum and added it to your one minor inconvenience Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) yeah you know the craziest (laughs) thing is the cycles so like before i even learned about more of the spiritual stuff and the cycles and the patterns and like what we create and how it comes back around and we have to face. So on Facebook, it has 
on this day on the memories and there was like two or three times, but one day I, lo- I looked at it and it said on this day, I, I left a job and start a job like almost every year on that month and that day. And Facebook's like, by the way, this is, this is the day you quit this job and went there. And I went, Oh my God, there's five or six of them here. That like, understanding is so, that everything that is crazy. Comes. That I, I can totally relate. Like, Oh my gosh. I think that's a pattern. Like, I think to me, for me, when I look back, I was like, oh, that's back when I was on that karmic wheel, you know? I wasn't Mm -hmm. choosing my thoughts deliberately, and I wasn't, you know, doing anything. And so what do you know? Like clockwork, I learned the same lesson over and over and over again until I decided to choose different. But And, you know, I wonder, Mm -hmm. Mr. Millennial Third Eye, I think the planets have something to do with that, too. The planet? You know? Um, yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. I think. I don't know everything about it, but I can tell you what I feel about it. Uh, but before I go to that, I want to tell you when I was when we were talking about this, every time I hear the word momentum or someone's like moment of energy, I keep seeing it on like, you know, when the, the audio is playing, there's that elect, um, LED light that goes up, it's like all green and red or the, the old school scale of the, the audio, the scale, you know, the yeah. trouble and all that. So I'm picturing like that on like the mood scale. <laughs> yeah. So when they're super angry, upset, or super, super excited and happy, it like shoots out and there's a circle as it's rotating and it's that cycle. So mm-hmm. whenever they go to that momentous, momentumless point or whatever, that, that cycle time of the year, it's going to repeat it. And so there's something about, I think, that because that's what happened to me too. My car would break down every May or something. So like I don't do that anymore. Everything's good with my car, and I see it as a pattern that I broke. But there was two years of my car had like a big issue. My motor blew, like the warranty. So I see it kind of like repeating because we have this esoteric. Is that the word I'm looking for? This extensive meter that jumped up, whether it be good or bad. It's like, oh, energy. Yeah, let's repeat that. Perfect. (laughs) But the the earth. When I was going through, like, my higher self sharing information for how I can understand it a little bit more, and as it goes on, I'll I'll see more, but I noticed that in the middle, there is this, it looks like the infinity symbol, but in lava, and it's more so piston, and there's something about the energy from one end of the planet's spectrum to the other, and the the, the tectonic plates and the energy, there's, like, a lot of things that play a part in this. And this is why even me driving cross country, like they say, make sure you eat like meat and, and certain water, drink certain, like a lot of water, but there's something that does play a part in the body too. Um, how yeah. I look at it on a, on a simple basic scale, like as a kid, it's kind of how you put an electric car on electric track and how this field of energy plays a part in the density of the, how we're even here. Like, all of it. And so I see it on a bigger scale like that. And then the more we come as a unit and a united way of higher vibrational stuff, it plays a whole new part um, as a, as an earth. It raises something the whole about, track up. Yeah, absolutely. Cause it's something about if I'm one person and I'm playing a part in the collective and as a collective, now we also have timelines, which is the planet. We can shift the evolution of the planet up which you can never return back to a lower one because it's kind of like closing a loop. 
on your own timeline. Yeah. So like once you're done with that timeline, you've you've awakened, right? A part of you does die, in my opinion, on a timeline that you'll never have to go back to again anyway, because you're going higher and mm-hmm. higher and higher. So can we well, get a what? shout out uh, for all that? the way up? Yeah. <laughs> all the way up. I think I got that song on here, <laughs> but like, yeah. Um, so at the timeline of the planet and. That's where me and you will talk about some light being stuff because on another scale, there's the light beings trying to help the planetary evolution through humanity as well, right? Because we are light beings, in my opinion, living this yeah. experience, helping, helping planet Earth out um, to raise the evolution. And that's what's happening. But at the same time, we're going through like this battle of energies because if my mood yeah. shifts and your mood shifts and how we react and how we don't react. We're you kind of like transmuting it. We shift. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that? <laughs> Just like that. It's exactly like that. So, like, I really believe it's an individual responsibility for a collective result. You know, the more people that are focused on love thing. and focused on positive things, the higher we're going to raise the vibration of the planet to where the negative crap can't remain. Got to go. That's, that's where we got to help humanity. That's one of the things I'm learning in my manifestation is that um, I watched a video, even though I feel like I should have known this, it's just, I don't know, timing. And I just realized that I needed to put more details. So like we want certain things and then we really have to be like, all right, so what do I want it for? And what am I going to do with it? And how we have to put the steps into, into the motion. So we have the answer from our higher selves who's aware of how this is going to go down and we just have to listen. And it's something that I don't know. I do this all all the time. I don't know why I don't learn these things earlier when I thought, I thought I understood it, but I'm still humble. Right. I'm still moving on, but like, wow, why didn't I get that? And it's just the the growth, I guess, but it's just, it's funny to me sometimes. Oh yeah. We all do that. Like every one of us, which is we, we would have got something sooner, <laughs> got that clarity sooner, and not had to learn those, mm-hmm. you know, a couple more times of lessons. That's normal. I, I didn't understand someone once before, and I kind of realized this now that they would, and I got it at first. It's another one of those things. That, again, like I got it, but I didn't get it. And they would often, like, I thought would run away from the situation to isolate themselves, to come back and like make decisions, but. And I understood they needed to be, like, on their own time to think things through. But what I didn't understand mm-hmm. was we're so used to reacting to people that it's really good to separate and go, okay, questioning yourself. What is this for? What do I need to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, asking your higher self. And so I don't do that as often as I should because it's giving you, a, I guess, a ritual to be more clear with your oneself to, re- to respond into the energy that, where it came from. I think it's also important to ask your higher self to intercede. Like every morning in meditation, when I meditate, I I call on the big guns. I'm like, look, you know, God, angels, spirit team, everybody, you have full permission to intercede for my highest good today. I would like to take my higher self everywhere I go today, (laughs) you know. And I really try to set an attention to bring my higher self to let my higher self run the show day to day. But I think you have to ask. Like, so wait, wait, wait. Be well, you, or, say that one more time. 
Like, okay, you, well, what do you usually say? in the morning when I meditate, you know, you know, yeah. meditate, and then like when I'm wrapping it up, kind of, I, I always, I always end it the same way. I always say. It's my desire that my higher self run the show my today. I want to take my, my higher, higher self, self with me everywhere I go. I would like my higher like self to, you know, intercede on my behalf. And then I also thank, you know, thank you, higher self. Thank you, spirit guides, angels. You know, you taught me this, Joe, for things that you do known and unknown, you know. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I start with gratitude. Thank you for what you've done that I know and I don't know about. And then I'm like, why don't you just come on with me today when I leave this meditation room and and please take the you know take the lead and and you know I ask for help. I like that. You know, ah oh man, that's beautiful because Thanks, I talk so. about a lot of stuff and it's. It's I'm human, and I want people to understand, like, I learn so much, and I get excited to learn this, and then I remember, I forget that I don't do certain things, so I forget sometimes that I should talk like that to my spirit guides more often, and um, it's implicating new cycles is what I really have a hard time with, and I have to be more mindful of it, because I'm super mindful of everything else, and then I start to lose, I guess, um, the point of view of putting in new cycles. I've been so used to removing old patterns that now I have to implicate mm-hmm. new patterns. And um, that's, that's really cool that's that so you do true. that. So true. I taught someone Great because I'm very big on observing. Like and she's a really cool person. She's an awesome mom. And like, so I was telling her, I was like, look, like, one of the reasons why you're not feeling great in the 3D is because you're, the, the kids went to college. Like she, had, she doesn't have that same hobby and care that she needed to do. They're gone. So she kind of had yeah. no say in understanding. Like um, Instead of the, the negative thinking, she could be doing a new activity. And there's that removing of the problem, but also the implicating. And that's where I'm having more of a, more of a realization. One of the big things, Karen, this is so funny. Like it, over the summer when I start to awaken, to me, like I'm realizing, okay, like that's my authentic self that's coming out more. That's who, you know, I was yeah. free, becoming more free of being. And I kind of went back a little bit into non-authentic Joe. And so recently I remembered when I was just like not even thinking about it, I was walking in the grass, going outside, and everyone's like, put your feet in the grass. You'll ground yourself. Feel great. And so the other day I went, I'm just going to do everything that feels good to me. And I, right away I heard, go walk in the grass, go be outside in the sun. I was like, you know what? That sounds like a great idea. So I did. And then I remembered, wait yeah. a second, this is like me just following my body, my mind, my higher self for the, the greater good. I don't need to know if, how the electrons in the grass are making my body. Like, we want to know everything all the time, I think. And uh, yeah. just following the feel-good vibes is the right yes. thing to do instead of going – into this, like, oh, man, this feeling sucks. And that's what I was doing earlier. I'm not going to lie. You're picking up, picking up on it probably. But, like, there was this, like, annoying energy. And I was just kind of, like, fighting myself before because, like, all right, so I'm just sitting there feeling it, but now I'm not aware, like, all right, so switch the feeling up. And I, that's where I'm still having an issue, and I think a lot of people do, where it's like, okay, so switch gears real quick. Go into 5D. Uh, think about feeling good stuff and being it's a lot of like 
So a lot of people want to know how does it work constantly. And just to break it down, and this is what I, I, I'm very grateful for you, Karen, is that it's the feel good. It's just ask yourself, what feels good right now that I'm going to do or should do? And then just go with it. Because a lot of times we're just right. fighting it. Like, oh, maybe not. Maybe I won't go to like, I think that matters. Like if I'm angry or, you know, sad in, in the past, I would be mad at myself for being angry, you know. Why am I angry? I shouldn't mm-hmm. be angry. I should be happy. Ooh, you know, so that doesn't help either. Like if you get in a lower vibration, like I was really good about, you know, chastising myself for being in that vibration. But now I'm like, ooh, this doesn't feel good. I have a choice. You know, do I want to feel this mm-hmm. way or that way? And so it's it all, it really comes to observing, you know, observing how you're feeling instead of accepting it as, ultimate truth, you know, because it's always a decision. I, uh, I'm a type of person that if I talk to someone like you or a good friend or family member, and I'm looking for like the understanding, if I'm looking for clarity, right, it's my intention without even realizing it's like, I just want to understand. And I would think about it and think about it. And then finally I'll call up you or a friend or someone and go, Hey, like, I want to talk about this real quick, see if you can help me out. And as I'm, as I'm telling them what happened, all of a sudden I go, oh. And I was verbalizing it for the first time, too. I wouldn't just, like, think about it, and I would just get the answer mm-hmm. because I'm walking myself through it from my internal to my external. And then I would get the answer. I'm like, why, why does this happen all the time? And it's just the simple fact that um, the observant part is what is a big deal. How we observe yeah. the emotion how we observe the situation. Are we looking at it as like it's up so close to our face that we can't even read the paper? And we're like, why is this in my face? Right. <laughs> and the paper's just like, <laughs> has the answer on it, but we're looking at it so close. And right. so I was super focused on the thoughts and not just expressing it to working out to simplify it. And I think that's where a lot of, uh, right. a lot of human beings, <laughs> we have that, that problem. I know. We did. You know, totally human beingness, 3D, human. Earth School. Yeah, uh, Dolores Cannon is a great topic too. Before we before we end this live, uh, this live podcast, but um, we so Dolores Cannon. Well, I actually found Dolores Cannon because of the uh, the searches I was doing, obviously, but through Soul Awakening, and I was feeling a lot of new things. And one of them, people might think this is wild, but I mean, it it makes complete sense through the understanding of spiritual growth, but I was feeling like a whole new person. I felt so like I had a purpose and then I was connecting to all these people. It was just a wild journey because you feel like this pull and Dolores Cannon mentioned a lot of things that I wasn't even aware of, but I just had an intuition about. And Mm -hmm. one of them was that this is a school and there are so many other parallel universes and that there is so many time. There's all this parallel all of it. And to be quite honest, mm-hmm. Karen, I wasn't really aware of all this stuff. And, and I just had a feeling I was doing it. Time traveling and timeline jumping. And what else was I doing? Um, a lot of stuff. And the universe is always like, all right, cool. Like you're feeling this so strongly. You're going to call it to you. I'll give it to you. And the universe kept showing me other people that would, would talk about it synchronistically on that day. <laughs> Like, by the way, this is a school. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's so cool those... that you were feeling it. 
that's I, we're different that way. Like you were feeling all these things. <clears throat> I was so disconnected, you know, or I, I had, mm. I wasn't realizing, you know, my connection. And so I, for me, it started with, you know, I want to know the truth. Like for me, it started with Yeshua or Jesus. Like I want to know what was really going on when he was here and what he was learning and teaching and talking about. And, and it just was an internal, I want to know, you know, mm-hmm. and whenever I decided that I wanted to know something, oh my gosh, like book after book or YouTube clip after YouTube clip of something that had that topic on it was right there. And then I read, you know, Dolores, like Jesus and the Essenes. And I was like, holy smoke, like there's all the holes that I was missing. And then you read one book of hers and you're like, oh, I should read the next book. And the next next book is about, you know, light beings. And I was like, oh, so my awareness and the minute you decide that you want to know the truth and the minute that you decide that you want to seek the truth, oh, my gosh. Don't you think it just comes flooding in faster than you can handle it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, flooding in. Oh, and I was man. like, why? You know, and then I like, you know, I was like, why didn't I learn? Why didn't I know this before? Well, Karen, were you seeking the truth or anything? Nope, sure wasn't. I was just accepting what people told me and accepting others' beliefs as my own and just, you know, happy to be, you know, not learning. But the minute I decided I wanted to know and I really started seeking again, oh, my gosh, Joe, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm ever going to stop learning. I'm going to think I'm going to learn every day until I leave here and then probably more after that. Talking talking to you today has, like, brought me back and learned more about something. And it's this – honestly, like, this is, this is, like, what I've learned today within our conversation is that the amount of energy and how – how we can understand our emotion and how it feels. Cause honestly, like even right now, like even though I might not be aware of it, I have an emotion belief and all this other stuff going on. And it's just this memory of realizing through my awakening, like when I wanted, you said you wanted to learn more and you wanted the answer. Like I didn't say it, but in my mind and my emotion, I remember things so intensely. And if we can get back to that intensity, like daily, a lot of things come in mm-hmm. fast. And I remember <laughs> it was funny too. I was like, I'm going to call my friend Maria. And I was like, actually universe. I've talking to her like so much that she's called. I'll tell her to call me. And as soon as I said that, not even like a second, it was less than a second. She's oh. called, she was calling me. She's not calling me right now. That's oh, like, the phone but like, that was so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but like it happened. And that's exactly like this energy that, if you focus on it, and this is cool. I'm really glad we're talking about this. If you are focusing on your energy, the amount of implication of that energy, so it will be, like, really, really intense. So that's why people, when they get so angry, they actually manifest a lot more, too, because it's the other spectrum of the mood. So it depends on how pumped right. you get. And I think that's why a lot of celebrities get pumped. They'll pump themselves up. They'll work their – raise their, they'll raise their vibration, Um that's why it's important to stay in high vibration. But when I'm thinking about it from the memories that you're helping me recall is that I would be so hyper focused on it in a good way and pros and cons to it, but I was directing that energy and applying it quicker, quicker, quicker. And 
thinking about it now, it's like I'm working my way up back to that, um, to stay in that super high vibe. And that was a great time. I really felt that super happiness. Like I was just in pure vibration. Do you know what I'm saying? Heck yeah. Heck yeah, I do. Do you feel like that all the time? I love staying high vibe. Yes, all the time. I'm happy all the time. That's good. But there's that energy behind (laughs) it. Like there's this intense energy behind it that um, we've been so distant from. Because a lot of people can be like on a basic scale. They can be at a job they're not really happy at and they're just living their life. But if they were intensely super happy, putting like confidence, like all this like feel good stuff, then they would be pulling more of that in their life. Like they're super connected that's to that it. And that's why people who are back to play, let yeah. her out, let him out, you know, let them play their favorite Honestly, music. Let them get dirty and paint or go, you know, I can't wait for you to get Callie because one of the things like you can do like your stuff with Krista and like we can all hang out. But one of the things that you're going to do with me and Krista, because I'll make it a team thing, but we have to go to LA together because there's something like Krista's good at it. She'll help raise the vibe. And I feel so freaking amazing when I get in LA. Like it's awesome. And I love it's that. Your energy. Because it's, I mean, just not without even doing anything. If someone is, you know, we're we're energy, you know that. We're emitting yeah. a vibration, yeah. you know. And I I don't know what mine looks like, but I feel like you know it's a party vibration. And I think <laughs> there's certain lower vibrational places that just when someone who's in a higher vib- vibrational place just goes there physically. But I think there's you know some things that we can't see that that energetic field of ours, you know, takes over the area that we're in. So I think just being somewhere and being in a high vibrational place is also shifting. So when you're like, when you said that you and Krista go to L.A. and it just feels different, well, think about how many people, how many bright young stars came to Hollywood and and wanted to make their dreams come true. You know what I mean? And they got on the, the walk of stars and they were so excited. You know what I mean? There has to be a lot of excitement. I mean, there's probably a, a lot of fear there too, but there's also the excitement energy. And if you're in a high vibrational place to pick that up, I think you'll tap in. Like just, mm-hmm. it's just how it works. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not sure. Dream, I won't know everything until we leave here. Heck yeah. I'm so glad we had this Thank conversation. You. Have you seen Me that too. show yet? The uh the go- the late the midnight gospel called. I don't really watch a lot of TV not... shows. Tell me, I work and I come home and lately I've been obsessed with Michael Jordan Last Dance because, oh my gosh, <laughs> that was when I was in school and you know. So that's all I've been watching lately. I'll send you a clip if I can, but it's like this animation show, but they talk about all this cool stuff like emotions, ego, ego death, but it's not the same typical way that you've been like, we we, would see it as. So it's like this different avenue of enjoying this experience, but learning something. And it's like a podcast with a, with an animated show. Like they're just talking about it, but um, they talk about ego death and death in general, the end of the cycle, energy. And it's so dope. So cool. I loved it. I yes. think you enjoyed it too, but if you don't watch the show, it's okay. But I'll send you something. 
Um, I know you like gangster rap and rap, so that's awesome. I like the unique style that you 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 have. It's different. So, not everyone likes rap, and not everyone likes country or anything else. But I find it interesting. I like cool. all music. Yeah, all music, and um, mm-hmm. I I love learning about people and the sense of why they like what they like, because what we don't understand is maybe there was a really good time behind that memory. And they have no idea. They don't really often visit it or why they really love what they love. And there's also that drive behind us. And the past couple of years, I've been more focused on where am I being driven to and why do I feel this way to be going that way? And because it led me here. And now I want to know yeah. more about who I really am through the direction of where I've been following through my happiness. And that's where I'm like, oh, wait, so there is a master plan to this and I'm doing all right. I'm on the right track here. Feel good. So where, who am think I really? Of a master and plan. Think of a master plan. <laughs> so what is something that, um, well, you're being driven to California. I think that's a big thing. So when I talk to me about that and we'll kind of wrap this up. Is there, let's do another episode when you, when you get to California, but what does that drive feel like? What is that calling? The calling feels like you have to. <laughs> that's what it feels like. I think that's what yeah. when people ask, what's your passion or what's your purpose? Your purpose feels like you have to do it, you know? Like, and I also think that, <laughs> you know, and it seems to me that, you know, when spirit wants you to, to move or to do something for spirit, you know, they, it's never when you want to, I'm learning that it's always like, Oh, I'm completely fine. And I'm comfortable and life is great. And everything's wonderful. And spirit's like, well, I'm going to need you to do this now for me. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I don't know. I just want to help people, Joe. I want to help people love themselves. I want to, I don't want people to cause themselves unnecessary suffering and judgment like I did for 40 years, you know, mm-hmm. and if mm-hmm. I can help anybody suffer less, it feels like what else, what is, what is more important on the planet here? Like what is more important than helping other humans who are also connected to me because we're all part of the same source like what's more important than helping them realize their connection and helping them you know not have to suffer anymore like to me that lights me up lights me up to see people get it to see people absolutely oh this makes so much sense or you know to see that huge burden of judgment come off their shoulders you know and when, I also when I know do, how amazing it feel, feels for me. Like, my life was not all roses. It was bad for the first 40 years. Like, it wasn't good. But on yeah, the so other I'm like side, five years old, so oh, my good. gosh. <laughs> huh? So, I like, five things change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, it's, but it was all self-inflicted, and it was all unnecessary. And I know that that doesn't have, you know, people don't have to learn as hard of the way 
as I did. <laughs> so if they can learn from oh, my trust me. my experience, you know that I'm all for it. And plus, I really I feel like I was the type of person that, like, after maybe seven times, I would probably understand the lesson. Maybe I was thick-headed. Yeah, it just was. I don't know. <laughs> it was probably probably like seventy-seven for me. Seventy-seven. <laughs> yeah. Well, I yeah. see this like, and I love that you talked about happiness and helping people because I, I sometimes look at this in the evolutionary way. And if you think about like, I don't know, a- ancient Rome when like they had um, hard time getting along and they would talk out loud and give opinions, and all of a sudden like there was this golden era, and there was the freedom of expression and artistic. It was actually like a really good period throughout the history. Um, and through evolution now, we're kind of repeating cycles to grow. And so now that we're waking up more and realizing, like, oh, my God, like, I learned this myself, but I also trust the process, and this is who I am. And then you love waking other people up and helping them wake up. And um, I realized that I feel so connected when I feel so free, too. And even though I'm working with spiritual guides or I'm connected more with my incarnated soul, like, when I'm helping someone and I'm just using my gift, which is, like, a big deal when – to realize, like, this is my gift. It's one of my gifts. And I just feel free. And it's something to constantly find out, like, this is my calling. And honestly, like, one of the difficult things I had recently happened to me was implicating balance in my life. Like, all right, I need a, this is the days I'm working. And then these are the days I'm not going to do spiritual stuff. And the days I wasn't doing spiritual stuff or helping someone. I didn't know why I was in the mood yet because I wasn't addressing it, addressing it, but I was upset because I wasn't feeling my purpose. Like I didn't feel like I need, I didn't have a purpose. So like I have to right. learn to utilize happiness in, in different ways and connect differently, ground myself, separate, divide, multiply. Plus, you know, <laughs> why not do everything? You know, why not see every place and, you know, like you did, like you drove from New York to California and you stopped, you know, on your way and you had experiences and took it in. Like, I can't imagine living my entire life going to a job, you know, every day for 40 hours a week, paying my bills, leaving my kid a retirement fund and dying and having no fun and not seeing any of the planet that God created for us and not experiencing any of the other cultures and not, you know, I want to see it all. Like, maybe that's just me. But I feel like yeah, I won't be happy if I don't at least try. And I know that if you, you know, once you do try and you step out in faith, it is shocking to me how you're so supported, you know. Absolutely. It's just shocking. Absolutely. I love Even it. like you were one of the, the people that helped me out along the way. I'm very grateful. And um, my trip, like my tires blew and a couple people, including you, like chipped in to get me AAA, which is like, it's so, it's it's funny though, because intuition, like I really needed that. I, I got a tow truck for AAA like three times the whole trip. But what I didn't, um, I'm not going to lie, like there was a part of my trip where I was like, what if I don't? But I, what if I don't make it? Because I was running out of, some guy, like, overcharged me for a tire. I was like, whatever. But I still had people that helped me and donated money to help get my car. Like, it was super happy and grateful. And, like, 
I thought about it, and the universe likes to see us, like, physically do things, and we put our energy into something with momentum, like you were saying. Like, the more you believe in yourself, uh, the more you're going to get back. And I was thinking about this trip, like, how a lot of people travel. There's so many things we don't see. There's so many things, like, you know, when we donate to someone or we, you know, are kind to someone or, or do something nice for someone that we don't know, like, we'll know later. Like, I feel strongly that after we leave Earth, we will know how those actions impacted others' lives. And I, for one, am eager to see how the good ripples across the universe, you know, and how just one small thing that you can do could have such a profound impact for good on this Earth, you know. And so that's why I do it. That's why I give and I, you know, love people is because I know it's rippling and I want to be a part of that good ripple. And I can't wait to see, you know, when I get to the other side, you know, because I know the first, you know, part of my life review is going to be a little questionable, but I want the second part to be like, look at all those great ripples that you put out into the universe and how it helped people in ways that you didn't know, you know, and that's, you can get excited about that. Like, I get excited about it. Maybe that's <laughs> I felt, I heard that in your voice. Like, I get excited about it. <laughs> um, no, you're absolutely right. I get, I get excited because I think about how my parents, uh, their choices, like, influenced me to do what I want to do. And, and it plays a part, if you think about it, right, there's things that happen to my dad. Like, I'm surprised that he's alive, like, in certain things. Like, and... Um, the choices that he made that played a part in my happiness, right? And then I'm doing them. So if he didn't do those things, I wouldn't be the same person, and I wouldn't have been able to help the people that I love helping. And what would that have caused? And this is why I tell people when they think too much, because we can travel dimensionally in our head. We can go to other places and think about all these other things, looking for the answers. But if we're not here and we miss out on the things that we were supposed to do or say, it will create a ripple effect and we won't, we won't be the same person. So our choices, like yeah, our thoughts, our choices, everything, someone else's choices, Karen, like we wouldn't be talking on this podcast. I wouldn't be aware of you. We wouldn't be, I wouldn't have been on Facebook doing readings and I just like blows my mind. What would have happened if I wasn't here? And I rather like not know, honestly, I'm happy to be here. Me too. Same. Like that's how I feel. Like it's only going to get better. Have you, um, we'll wrap this up in like the next couple of minutes, but I wanted to ask you like some, some bigger questions, if you don't mind, like what, have you ever had any, like some people say alien, but have you had any like light being experiences where you're like, oh my God, that happened to me or like dimensionally? Like, no, like, what, I what, want what, you know. No? I mean, I'm sure I have and I'm not aware of it, you know, heck yeah. Like why <laughs> would you not want to? I mean, I like have you, you read that. any of Dolores Cannon's books at all? Like, yeah. you know me. I'm a book junkie. You're, you're into it much more than I am. I haven't been in it. The light beings are here for our good. Like, it would be mm-hmm. insane for humans to think that we're the only species in the universe. Like, I, my personal belief is that there's multiple universes and multiple beings and that Earth is the lowest vibrational place 
like we have fear and we're mean to each other and all of the other places are love-based and love each other. And so why in the world would I want want to go to the better parts of the galaxy and the different mm-hmm. planets? Like, I'm still trying to figure out how I got here, Joe. Like, did I volunteer to come here? Like, did well, I have a wait, whole bunch on, of karma that I had to pay back? Like, how did I end up in the fear, so, war, place, planet? So I love doing this. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk to your higher self. And you're going to respond. Oh, my gosh. Take like a minute. I'm nervous now. Take like a minute to – don't get nervous. Take like a minute to like digest the the question I'm going to ask you, but your higher self is going to tell you. And so what I want to say is also I'm going to use the word guess. Like I want you to like put the word guess on your words, but I don't like using it only because people like sometimes it's a guess. Like, But I only say like let the words come out freely. So when I ask your higher self, did you volunteer here uh, to come here during this time? Come, let it go to your body. Let it go to your higher self. Let your higher self bring it down. And like, what do you feel? What do you feel the answer is? I feel, of course, I wanted to come here. Yeah. I don't know so why, you, but I'm sure yeah. that I oh, well, you am do in know agreement why. to be here. Okay. So you're in agreement to be here. All right. So you, you agreed, you volunteered. It was an agreement. Um, if you were to let your higher self answer this question, um, what is the one of the main reasons why you are here? Let me think. What is the, one of the main reasons why I am here? What is one one of the one of them? I think the ultimate lesson for me was to through this lower vibrational place, through all the pain mm-hmm. of the past and all of the earth experiences to remember my connection to source and to you know and to and I hate to say that on my own because I you know I know we have guides and angels and things like that but ultimately it's Karen's soul incarnated here in this body and it's my soul that's learning lessons for the betterment of myself and I feel like that the ultimate purpose was to, to become aware that I, to become aware of the larger part of myself, to remember my connection mm-hmm. to source. That was why I came here. See? And that and was maybe just me asking also, your A second thing is, like, I also, and this is from books, like, you know, from reading all about Dolores Cannon, like, you know, I've always thought, like, why didn't we just stay with God? Like, if we were with God first. And, you know, why would we compare? be born and come here and put ourselves through all this. Like what's the purpose? And so, what I come Yeah, go ahead. What I come back to with that is you have to experience the dark to appreciate the light. Like that's another thing I think. Like I think I came here to remember who I am and to have an experience here so I can appreciate more. Absolutely. Story. I I feel like there's that main part, right? And as I'm looking at evolution in a big scale, like, for example, I just brought up Elvis Presley's documentary last night, and, like, his desire, like, he just followed his happiness. I didn't even realize this. He learned his blend of music through gospel and also um, African, the African, uh, they were doing jazz, right? So he was doing different blends of it, but 
evolution too is about our soul living the lessons, but in order to grow, we have to experience just like the darkness to the light. And the more we experience, even as a soul, um, even in this body right now, this lifetime, we're experiencing, we're experiencing them to then later on put it together to go, Oh, this is the bigger picture. And so you're incarnated souls here in this time to enjoy this evolution of the human body. Um, and the sense of your ancestral you know lineage behind you. Like, I know we're here for the fun of it. And I don't know why I try to make this so serious. But sometimes it well, feels that way, part. you know? Yeah. We're still, yeah, it's a yeah, we're still human. We still have to um, release the fears. I think there's a lot of people that still fear of the, the thought and belief that we still have a time that we die. And I know that, that's like a, a physical thing that we see. But the fact is that a long time ago, there was times where we were extending our lifetime way beyond what it is now, the average expectancy. And that's only because of our belief in what we see. And this is where people get stuck, I think, is because if they see people really dying of something perceived as a real thing, and what it mainly comes down from is insecurities and then the law of attraction. And so it's a lot of... um, small things to get the big things. And so we fear, sometimes we get stuck in these positions where it's like, like you said, I don't know why I feel this. And this is the human experience, the dense body, the the 3d and 5d consciously. I think Um, I'm still learning more. We're always learning. Always. Always learning. Well, Karen, I love this conversation. I can't wait to do another one with you. And I'll, thank you for Aww. hanging out with me today. It was my pleasure. We had a blast. I hope my have, you know, followers aren't traumatized. Oh, maybe they just need to hear it. Maybe they're not ready for it. Maybe they're just like they were t- divine timing. But no, I'm sure I they're not totally traumatized. stand behind my belief that you don't have to believe like I do. Like I'm just, we're just talking about our beliefs. Like I don't, I have no, like there's no pressure to believe like I believe. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if you feel that way. Like I don't feel like I need to cram my beliefs down anyone's throat. I'm just like, Hey, here's what I believe. If it resonates with you, great. If not, I still love you. If you don't believe the way I do. So I just want to let people know. I still love you. I used to think about that. I I used to watch videos of other people, and then I would get, like, all moody and egotistical. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then I didn't realize later. I'm like, like, just looking at my reflection. Like, this guy seems like he knows what he's talking about, and I'm just upset because I don't know anything yet. And I want to do that, too. (laughs) So, like, I don't really care anymore about if they don't resonate with me or I didn't resonate with them before, like I didn't stop watching it, but even though they probably had a good message for me, I learned that there's going to be yeah. people who share it better and I just need to hear it from them. And that's all, <laughs> but no, they, I that's know right. People aren't like pushy on it. They're probably most of, most of the people that follow me are the ones that were similar to me where I was just looking for answers and divine Tommy was like, click, here it is. Like, here it is. It is what it okay. is. Divine time you, you, you felt that energy. Let me be the, the <laughs> click for somebody. Yeah, universe, just I in like case it. you weren't aware, these podcasts that I do that I love so much <laughs> are for people <laughs> to catch on the, the times of synchronicity. I love that. 
see, and I'm manifesting that here, and someone's going to be like, oh, my God. And they're like, destiny is calling them right now. <laughs> the yep. last time, honestly, Karen, I know that we're almost done here. Sorry, I keep dragging it. But um, some guy messaged me. I think I told you. And he's like, by the way, I found your podcast. And as I'm typing this, you're talking about how someone's going to listen to this eventually, like a year from now or later on, and destiny. And he's like, I needed to hear all of this today, actually. <laughs> he's like, hey, just doing, just following my calling, man. Thank you for enjoying. Doing our and, part, and man. To Raising the vibration. <laughs> Raising the vibes. Speaking of Raising which, I hope everyone is having a vibe-raising day and you enjoyed this podcast. And Karen, I love you. And um, have a good day. We got a lot of uh, sharks out there trying to take a bite of something. What's hot? A lot of chameleons out there trying to change up anytime something new comes along. Everybody wants a bite. Don't happen overnight. So you want to be a rock superstar and live large, big house, five cars, you're in charge. Coming up with the world, don't trust nobody. Gotta look over your shoulder constantly. I remember the days when I was a young kid growing up, looking in the mirror, dreaming about growing up to rock crowd, make money, to what the honey, sign autographs, and whatever the people want from me. Funny how impossible dreams manifest in the games that we coming with it. Can't pay the way, still trapped in what you 